In today's show, we're looking ahead to Tuesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We are here to look ahead to Tuesday in the NBA, give you some streamers, look at what we're watching for. So let's get into that right now. First game, Magic and the Hawks. Uh, Cole Anthony has been really impressive since coming back from his rib injury. He has started the last couple of games with Michael Carter-Williams out, but unfortunately, we uh, we don't know how long Steve Clifford's going to persist with that because Clifford has had uh, you know, frustrations at times in terms of giving rookies the minutes that we we think that they should be getting, and that could be uh, that could be the issue here. Now Carter-Williams is out for this game, so that's um, that's some good news, but. Yeah, do we have confidence in Cole moving forward? I have a little bit of confidence in, in Cole moving forward because I think he's pretty good. But let's hope that Clifford has that same level of confidence. I think Cole is a 12-team league ad. I think Bumba probably has some 12-team league value as well. Even in limited minutes, he can produce at a relatively high level. And we've seen that from him uh, you know, over, over the recent times. Um, yeah, backing up Wendell Carter Jr., I'm interested to see what Bumba can do. For the Hawks, we know that they're missing quite a few players. I don't think anything's going to change in that regard here. So we're going to get um, we're going to get some decent production out of uh, out of Kevin Herter, who will be starting most likely next to Bogdan Bogdanovich. You know, no Reddish, no Hunter, uh, no Snell. Those guys uh, still remain sidelined. So Herter's going to have some big numbers, hopefully. Well, Johnny Collins returns. Well, he returned last game in some uh, in some smaller minutes. So we do hope that we can get that uh, ramping up and the production can be improved for Collins. We want to see how he looks, what his playing time looks like, and how uh, Clint Capella's playing time is also affected. The next game, the Hornets and the Knicks. Last game, Charlotte started Vernon Carey Jr. Um, I don't know whether they'll do that again. That's uh, that's up in the air at this point. He started, had 2,030 seconds, and then he had 4,007 minutes and didn't play again. But Biombo was out of the rotation and Zala barely played. So do they go back to PJ Washington Jr. starting? Do they go back to Carey starting? How do they run that? Uh, and then also Jalen McDaniels, who's been playing pretty well. It's dropped off a little bit, some of his form, but I think his production has been solid enough to be a 12-team league guy. Also got some positive news on LaMelo Ball today um, in that he'll be back in seven to 10 days, it looks like. So that's some pretty good news there. That's going to Im- reduce the value of guys like McDaniels and Monk when he returns. Wanamaker for deeper leagues, the Martin brothers, or everyone's going to lose some value with uh, Devontae Graham, of course, with LaMelo returning. For the Knicks, I featured him on the underperforming players. Um show earlier today, but RJ Barrett, I need to say a little bit something extra from him, a little bit down in his production. The percentages are a bit off. We're not doing anything in terms of peripheral stats. So let's hope we can get a little bit more happening from RJ. I think he can. I think he can get some more scoring going and a little bit better efficiency, but let's see what he can bring to the table. Well, Derek Rose had a really strong performance last game. Now, I put very little faith in consistency amongst Rose and Peyton and Quickly and Bullock and, and Burks when he plays, but Burks is out. So that does help Rose's case to get some more minutes. So he could be at least a streamer option with a low volume of games on this day. The Nets and the Pelicans... 
Brooklyn's going to have no James Harden. They're going to have no Kevin Durant. So Landry Shamet is going to have another opportunity to put up some interesting numbers. Shamet is on a roll at the moment. He's played 38 minutes in the last game, 36 minutes two games ago. He's shooting well. He's scoring well. There is an opportunity for him to have some good numbers. And now with Nick Claxton out um, in the health and safety protocols, it's an opportunity for DeAndre Jordan. They might start Blake Griffin again at center, but Jordan's going to be able to absorb 20 plus minutes for the short term at least. And that could make him a 12-team league ad, uh, at least in that short-term period. For the Pelicans, Najee Marshall, how they're going to use Marshall, I think is probably the big the big question here. Um, yeah, 20 plus minutes in like 10 consecutive games for Najee. They're still sort of working Lonzo Ball back in terms of his minutes. Now, I wouldn't say that Najee's a 12-team must roster, but on a five-game day, you know, you're not going to find many other guys who can put up you know, top 150 numbers like Najee can, and he can be an option. While Eric Bledsoe continues to get way too many minutes. He continues to destroy your field goal percentage on most nights and continues to be just generally shitful. Um, again, though, with so few games on, if you drop him, who do you find better off the wave wire? The answer to that's probably going to be no one. So you want to hold him and let's see if he can do anything. Or does Van Gundy just realize that this guy's terrible now and actually finally reduce his minutes? That would be the uh, the ideal scenario. The Clippers and the Blazers, no Serge Ibaka, no Patrick Beverly again. So Reggie Jackson and Ivica Zubats will get more opportunities to start. And this is why, again, yeah, we, yeah, we're we avoiding Clippers because it's a, they got a th- yeah, three-game week for playoffs, and it's so shit. But when it's on a day like this, like Jackson and Zubats, use them. There's great value in using them on a low-volume day like today or like Tuesday. And Zubats have been playing pretty well. For the Blazers, Damian Lillard is out. Yusuf Nurkic is out. Anthony Simons may not start. They've been either starting Rondé Hollis-Jefferson or Derek Jones Jr. But Simons has got 30 minutes in each of the last two games without Lillard. One was good. One was bad. But he can be at least that points and three streamer. While Cantor's going to get 30 plus minutes with no Nurkic. And he becomes an absolutely elite ad for this game uh, with no Yusuf Nurkic. The Wolves and the Kings. D'Angelo Russell, he was another player who was on my... Um, the underperforming players list because the minutes are just really low for D'Angelo. Now, whether they continue to do that and then have Rubio and McLaughlin all playing together uh, is still up in the air, but I want to see what they do with D'Angelo and if he can improve his production. Well, Jaden McDaniels has been pretty poor, but again, a droppable player, and then you look at the, there's only five games on, then McDaniels still retains value. Now, we, it's interesting that they've brought one show in and they've brought Vanderbilt in to steal some of these minutes, and it is capping his upside. But on a day like today, there is something there for McDaniels. For the Kings, Tyrese Halliburton has been struggling. I think he can be a drop. But again, why would we drop on a day like this? Like, who are you adding that's better off the wire? Last game was shitful from Halliburton. And his recent form hasn't been great. But again, we want to hold through this one because we don't necessarily find better options. While your mate, Hassan Whiteside. The world. Um, He's going to get another start, most likely, without uh, Rishon Holmes. Damian Jones, who knows whether he gets any minutes. But that doesn't mean that Whiteside's out there playing 30 minutes a night, because he's not. Uh, but he's still going to have real value in this matchup. Stream options. We're looking at the Shark, Bruce Brown. Baby shark, Reggie Bullock in New York with Alec Burks out. DeLon Wright has been pushing up in terms of his minutes. And again, we're talking about a day where there is there's so few teams playing that he can have value. Lou Williams in Atlanta, similarly, I don't believe he's a must-roster guy, but you can stream him in for some points and threes and hopefully you figure shit out. And Taj Gibson in New York, who's putting up really strong numbers as the backup, um, even in 22, 23 minutes a night. Four points leagues. 
We're looking at Cole Anthony, Chumarakiki, Bruce Brown, Mo Bamba, three magic guys there, you'll notice. Marcus Morris Sr. They're all rostered in under 50% of leagues on Yahoo, and I think they've got some pretty strong value for Tuesday, and some of them, like Anthony Akiki uh, and even Morris, have value as we move forward as well. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. While on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit the notification bell, give it a thumbs up, and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.